Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We've been looking at the four important core beliefs and actions that make all the difference for highly happy marriages. We were on number four when our time ran out last week. Refreshing your memory, number four is, we work at it. The happy couples are not just those who are determined to be married. The successful couples are those who are determined to have a good marriage. And, for many marriages, determination is indeed the right word. While some highly happy couples said it had been largely easy, most said they had to work at it, with some emphasizing that it had been hard at times. But payoff for that effort is usually well worth it. Here's what one pastor's wife told Shanti. Something I've told women is that if you are married and you've decided that you are going to stay married and he's your one and only, he is what you make him. You can be negative about him and complain and knock him down and beat him up, but you are all one. So your complaining and ungratefulness get you nowhere. But thanking God for him and praising him and finding the good in him and building him up ends up being for his good and your good because you are one. You just have to make a decision about that and stick to it. For many, making that decision and sticking to it had included fighting for their marriages and getting help along the way. One very happy wife told Shanti, We both come from extremely broken homes, and because we had no guidance when we got married, I told him we have to take the marriage class at our church. We should have done premarital counseling, but since we didn't, we are going to take the marriage class afterwards. And when we went into a tailspin later, we got counseling. We needed to know what it is to be married. We wanted foundations. It was awkward sometimes, but doing that stuff has made us what we are now. Sometimes you have to fight for marriage, because it is worth fighting for. For many people, the idea of complete, full, all-in commitment is a relief. For others, it can seem daunting and perhaps irrational. But as one highly happy husband put it, I honestly was a little worried about the commitment. It felt like I was jumping off a cliff. But what I found is that being intentional makes committing easy. You're taking one step at a time. So instead of the commitment being like jumping off the cliff, it's more like walking a staircase. Once there is the actual commitment, and you're doing the little things toward building commitment every day, it doesn't feel like as big of a step. Then looking at his wife, he said, Every morning I get up, I choose to stay married to you. And that choice means everything for happiness in marriage. If you feel like you might be holding back in ways that are unhealthy, think through how you might do things differently. Pray about it. 
Talk to some friends or mentors who will give you good biblical counsel instead of just what you want to hear. Then try some alternative ways of thinking and acting. Realize also that it may be a good heads-up for you to seek counseling or coaching about it at some point. One might think that not protecting yourself and having no just-in-case plan would increase uncertainty and make you more insecure. Instead, everything Shanti heard from highly happy couples was the opposite. When there is no other option and you fully invest emotionally because you have to make it work, it dramatically increases commitment, certainty, and security. Taking the risk to be all-in dramatically lowers uncertainty. Taking the risk, in fact, lowers the risk. As one man, 15 years into a happy second marriage, put it, Keeping my options open leads to anxiousness because I'm worrying about the what-ifs or what am I missing. I'm unsettled. There's an uncertainty, and that certainly leads to a lack of peace. Whereas if I'm all in, I'm committed. It makes it easy. There's peace because that's the only option. Knowing there's an ejection seat will always contribute to dissatisfaction. He continued, There is a cultural shift today that says, I won't commit until I get everything I want in another person. But in real life, once you commit, you'll get what you want. Many people don't understand that commitment causes love, causes passion. Today, I see it as a great thing. So, as we close out our discussion of this secret of highly happy couples, the question before each of us is, am I really all in? Well, I trust you are. Now let's turn our attention to another of what Shanti calls the secret of highly happy couples. Namely, they think they hit the jackpot. Why giving credit means getting back bliss. You might call it living in a state of wonder, or you could call it the power of conscious gratitude. But whatever you call it, it is one of the sources of energy that turns a good marriage into a great one. Talk to consistently happy spouses for very long, and you'll hear things like this. I can't believe he chose me. I keep wondering when she's going to figure out that I'm not as amazing as she thinks I am. How did I luck out like this? I'm convinced that if it weren't for him, I would still be single. Over and over in the interviews with highly happy couples, Shanti heard these casual remarks about something that really wasn't casual at all, a deeply felt gratitude. The feeling was much more fundamental than your everyday positive mental attitude. These folks lived in a state of awe that their spouses were in their lives, that they had chosen them in the first place, and with the daily awareness that a huge part of their happiness was due to these wonderful people to whom they were joined. Even when these couples were dealing with real problems, money, kids, sex, and a host of other things that can drain a marriage, each partner still believed that they personally hit the jackpot. 
Shanti states this powerful little secret like this. Highly happy spouses give their mates most of the credit for their relationship success, and they live in regular, conscious gratitude as a result. As one happy husband put it, I had no idea that marriage could be this good or how amazing she would be as a wife. I sure hit the jackpot with her, and I had no idea of the size of that jackpot when I pulled the lever. Shanti says that it is her personal opinion that this survey result is one of the most telling of them all. In nearly 8 out of 10 highly happy marriages, each spouse gives the credit to their mate for happiness in the marriage, but not so with less happy couples. By contrast, the majority of so-so couples indicate that they are the primary reason for a happy marriage that they personally are the ones holding things together. But perhaps you're doubtful. You might be thinking, well, maybe those who say they are responsible for the happiness of the marriage are empirically correct. That could absolutely be the case, and in fact undoubtedly is the case in quite a few marriages. But Shanti wants us to notice something. In the results of the so-so couples, those who answered sometimes yes, sometimes no on the survey, each spouse was more likely to believe he or she personally was doing more than the other person. But they can't both be correct. By contrast, both spouses among the highly happy couples were likely to give credit to the other person. And they can't both be correct either. In other words, someone's happiness in their marriage, or lack thereof, may have far more to do with their perception of their spouse than with any empirically accurate list of their spouse's contributions or failures. Do you see the gain for the spouse in a highly happy marriage? And the hope for those who want one? Those who, as one woman put it, allow themselves to really see the amazingness of their spouses and give them most of the credit, improve their marriages via their own gracious attitude. The Roman philosopher Cicero wrote, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. The marital experience of highly happy spouses seems to bear this out. Their conscious gratitude for their mates seem to have the effect of tempering other concerns and making them much happier in their marriages. After all, with such an amazing person, does it really matter if he isn't that neat? Does it really matter that much if she always runs late? Or, yes, this has been a bad year financially, but she is amazing the way she has stood beside me. Or, he has been so sweet the way he has reassured me we will get through this. And in being so aware of their partner's amazingness, these folks certainly did not take each other for granted nor overlook the great things that were right before their eyes. In the end, they expected fewer problems, and they found fewer. Putting it another way, their perception became reality. What each saw in the other became what each experienced. 
Shanti says that, interestingly, the power of perception is in line with what other researchers have found. Brad Wilcox from the University of Virginia told Shanti about how perception positively shapes reality in other marriages. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.